You're listening to The Dugout, a college baseball match podcast. This is episode number 57 with head coach of Bard College's Andy Salvatore. Hey everyone, Tom here. Just wanted to talk to you a little bit about the recruiting process and uh, school selection. Now, most people take the approach of Division I or bust, which makes sense. And at the beginning of your recruiting process, you should be thinking of as many schools as possible. Your dream schools, the target schools, your reach schools, and your safety schools, all of them. However, there are so many great programs out there where you can play baseball and get a great education. Thankfully, our database is full of them. So I'd recommend that you either create a profile or log on your current profile and go through our, our database and see what schools match you best, both academically, athletically, financially, and socially. You'll be glad you did. Enjoy today's episode. Coach Salvatore, it's great to have you on the show. No, thank you so much. I appreciate it. So um, how I'd like to normally start things is I like to have uh, the guests give their own bio. So why don't you go ahead and get started? Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, um, I played uh, my college ball uh, at Oswego State, uh, which is a, a Division three school in upstate New York, about uh, 45 minutes or so north of Syracuse. Um, mm-hmm. Played there and pitched there. Um, and then went on uh, after I finished up playing there, actually staying on. Um, while I finished up a couple classes, um, to finish up my degree, I stayed on as an assistant coach there uh, for t- two and a half years. Um, I actually was going to stay on for that second year, um, and then I got uh, hired away in the fall of that year uh, to come back down to uh, essentially home for me, um, that down at Bard, which is about a half hour or so north of Poughkeepsie, New York, which is where I, where I grew up. Um, so I was hired as an assistant at Bard. Um, was an assistant here for four years, uh, and then upgraded uh, once uh, the previous head coach Ed Kovic, who's now uh, the top assistant coach uh, at Holy Cross, uh, mm. he took that job, and then I was upgraded um, from uh, top assistant coach and recruiting coordinator here uh, to head coach. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So you know, it's kind of interesting because you. Uh, <clears throat> Played ball as well as at Oswego, so yeah. um, you know, can you can you kind of walk us through real quick because you have unique insight both as a coach now who um, is in charge of recruiting players um, and your yep. players specifically, as well as um, what it was like when you went through the recruiting process. Like, how how did your recruiting process? Go? Sure, yeah, no, it's funny. Um, I actually, the way that I got there was uh. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, very lucky having look, looking at how the process works now, um, Mm -hmm. compared to then it's obviously much more in depth and there's a lot more that goes into it now. Um, for me, honestly, like I I had went to, or I've had a couple, um, they used to have, when I was in high school, they would do like little showcase events at our high school that I'm sure they still do at, at some places. And, um, and some of the SUNYAC, uh, the SUNYAC schools, which is, uh, the New York state, uh, you know, schools would come down. Um, and I, I, I don't know if the head coach at Oswego had come there, came there or not to that, but I know some of the other, like I said, New York state schools went and I actually, um, just applied to Oswego and kind of just, I don't want to say walked on, but essentially walked on to that team. Um, Mm -hmm. I wasn't overly heavily recruited. Um, you know, I started 
out of the bullpen there. My first probably two two appearances out of, were out of the pen, um, and then I was uh, a starter a starter for them uh, for the remainder of my career. Um, so it was uh, very very lucky. Like I, I tell people a lot now that uh, you know, like I I almost wish that I had done more in terms of like going and doing all the visits that like a lot of people did. Like I, I maybe did one or two other visits to some local other SUNYAC, you know, like a, a new Paltz, um, schools like that, that were kind of close to home for me. Um, but you know, I wish I did more, but at the same time I got very lucky and I wouldn't change my experience, uh, for anything. So like I said, I, I tell people all the time, I was really lucky with that. So were, when you were thinking about schools and playing and playing ball, were you mm-hmm. mainly focused on, on staying near home then? Was that a priority for you? Um, uh, at the time I thought so. Um, like I said, Oswego wound up being about four hours away uh, for mm-hmm. me, but it, you know, and uh, I thought that was a good a good distance. You know, it was kind of far enough away, but if I you know if I had to get home in a pinch or back to school in a pinch really quickly, I was able to do that in a short, you know, fairly short, uh, easy drive. Um, so um, you know, close enough where where my parents could come too, but they would also have to give me warning that they were making the trips. You know, so it was <laughs> yeah, it exactly. was. Uh, it was, it was good. It was good. No, it was, um, it was good. But yeah, yeah. One of my, you know, my priority was obviously to try to get, um, um, try to play, uh, first and foremost and, and kind of get a good, a good education. My education background was, uh, I wanted to be a, like a, a teacher, a childhood ed one through six was my, was what my degree was in. So that was, that was something that kind of drew me, uh, to Oswego to begin with. That's awesome. Um, you know, kind of turning our attention to your current program and who you coach for, uh, Bard yep. College. Um, yes. Can you you know walk us through a day in the life of, of your players? Uh yeah, absolutely. So uh, we actually start up our practices uh, tomorrow. Uh, so um, it's, uh, early early uh, wake up call for the boys uh, tomorrow again because uh, of the way that things are working out right now. We're you know with with being inside uh, at least hybrid inside right now um, with the crossover with basketballs and things like that. We're in the gym. Um, tomorrow just because the temps are going to be pretty cold this week. Um, so we'll be inside. Uh, practice starts at 6 a.m. Um, that'll run till about 7.30 or 8 o'clock inside. Um, we don't we don't like to keep them too long inside when we're in there. And then we'll we'll do like a team lift kind of post that. Um, mm-hmm. And then the guys will pretty like by, by 8.30 or so, guys should be finished up with everything with us. Um, and then they'll kind of go about their days. Um, you know, depending on the day of the week, Guys, classes run, uh, to you know, kind of all over the place. Uh, generally, Fridays for us are a very, very light uh, class day where not too many guys will have class, and if they do, uh, they're done by you know eleven, eleven a.m. noon or so. So, um, but that, that's very few. I would say maybe twenty percent of our guys would have class on Fridays. Um, Mondays are always off days for us, um, just because mm-hmm. we play the doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday uh, currently in our league format. So. Um, typically, you know, pretty much since I've been here, um, our protocol has just been that Monday's Monday's going to be that recovery type day for our guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like after they're finished with us, guys will go to you know, either go to class, uh, go you know grab a bite to eat over at one of the one of the dining options on campus. Uh, I'm sure some of them probably go back home and take a little nap or something like that, and then head to class later on. But depending on their schedule, um, but yeah, that's kind of what that, that's what tomorrow will look like for for the guys in our program. That's awesome. Um, you know, what do you like most about the Bard campus or facility or just uh neighborhood? <clears throat> oh, wow. I mean, um 
overall, I would say for for me personally, I like that like that it's close to home for me. I mean, my my folks still come to the games and and, uh, and get to take it in. So for me personally, that's really cool. Um, in terms of on campus for me, I think our field um, is incredible. Uh, to be honest with you, we got a about a two million two point one million dollar turf facility uh, on campus. Um, mm-hmm. So you know we're really able to uh, utilize that. You know, as as a program that's in the Northeast, you know, it's it's really helpful for us to be able to get out as early as possible, and, yeah. and we definitely utilize that. I mean, the literally we have the crews out there right now getting the snow off of it for us, uh, so that it, kind of at a, at a drop of a hat we can get out there uh, and do whatever we need to do on on a daily basis. So, like I said, kind of before, like where we would do a hybrid practice, like say if we're you know in the gym for you know if we have the guys for a, a, a six to you know eight. A, eight type block we may you know we may run outside for 45 minutes and just get ground balls fly balls out on the field or do cuts and relays different things like that kind of you know as the as the weather warms up for us as we're you know we're not going to keep them out there for for too too long uh in the cold weather um but to be able to get out there and do things like that early in in the spring uh, is a huge advantage for us uh, compared to a lot of the other schools that you know that are you know either stuck inside or and doing all that stuff um, yeah. early on in the year, you know, like for us, you know, we, we, we start playing home games March 1st. Like we play generally, we will play two weekends of home games prior to going on our spring break trip, which again, I mean, like there's not a lot of schools that are able to do that on their own campus. So that's a, that's right. a big benefit for us. That's great. Um, what do you think makes uh barred baseball so special? Um, you know, it's being that we're actually, and I haven't mentioned this yet, but we're, you know, we're a fairly new program. When I got here, when I was hired as an assistant back in 2012, uh, that was the restart of Bard's baseball program. So, um, you know, we, we start where we literally built this thing from the ground up, you know, the field included. Um, you know, we had a lot of guys, you know, that we were recruiting in those early, year, early years where we didn't even have a field yet. So those guys were kind of just coming here um, on, the, on the Bard, um, you know, what Bard is academically, which is obviously fantastic. But, you know, to come here you know, and, and help really build, build the program. You know, we don't have a, obviously a rich uh, tradition of, you know, baseball playoff play, you know, play, you know, we're, we're, we're checking a lot of boxes uh, as firsts here uh, for, for not only our baseball program, but, but, but Bard athletics as a whole, you know, we, you know, right around that same time that we started baseball, Bard moved from the skyline conference to the Liberty league conference, um, which is basically the top, um, top academic schools in New York state. So um, it's, it's definitely a bigger and better conference uh, with a lot better competition. So we're, you know, we're looking forward to hopefully, you know, kind of becoming a mainstay uh, in the playoff situation there from a baseball perspective um, and also from a school perspective. I I think that there's something to be said about um, the ability to create and form uh, a team because I don't think a lot of uh, baseball players in general get the opportunity to do that. Um, yep. So I think that that's obviously a unique experience and it probably speaks to the type of players that commit um, to Bard and, and, and want to go there and play ball. It probably speaks a lot to their character. Yeah, no, definitely. We, you know, that's something that, you know, and again, kind of throughout the recruiting process, we identify those different things. And obviously there's, you know, obviously from a skill, a a skill perspective, we're looking for for certain guys, but there's definitely that side of, you know, Hey, do you want to come here and build a program? You know, you're not coming here 
and just going to, you're going to be another, you know, cog in the wheel that's been spinning for 40, 50, 60 years. You know, this is, this is all brand new and we're, you know, all the guys that we've, we've had, you know, we've graduated, you know, three, three, three full guys that have been here for four years, three classes of those guys, um, you know, and, the, and those guys are, you know, may, weren't a part of any of the, the playoff runs yet, but they're going to, you know, once we do get there, those guys are just as important as the guys that that will be on that current team, you know, as in terms yeah. of just the, the values and, and what they put into it. Um, yeah. So it's, no, it's definitely a, a recruiting experience that kind of covers the whole thing, not just, not just the, the playing ability, but the, the mindset that those guys are coming in here with, um, you know, both academically and to, to start a new program with us. Absolutely. Um, that, you know, that kind of, turns our, our attention to the recruiting process in general. And I kind of want to get a sense for your recruiting philosophy. So like what yeah. qualities or traits do you look for most in, in finding a player that's a match for your school, both athletically and academically? Yeah. So uh, I'll start with the academics just because I think that's a little bit more uh, not as gray, <laughs> you know, for us, you know, for us, we're, you know, we do have some flexibility, but generally our guys are going to be somewhere in the, um, you know, north of the three, north of the three, three GPA, which is, you know, good. Um, but you know, a majority of our guys are going to be in that upper, upper to mid, mid upper threes, um, generally, um, in terms of GPA. And the one thing that, that Bard really does look at is, uh, you know, their course load, you know, are you, are you pushing yourself? You know, they'd almost rather see you, um, you know, in the three, five range, but you're taking the toughest courses that your school offers as opposed to somebody who's, kind of cakewalking through taking some of the easier courses that that they offer and they do an incredible job over in the admissions office in terms of like really really not only knowing the, the different high schools all across the country but really taking a look at that stuff and and uh and vetting vetting the student athletes as, as well as they possibly can so from an academic standpoint there we're actually test optional too so that's something that um that is kind of unique to us um as well mm -hmm. um but um but yeah, I mean, we're looking for top level academic kids. I mean, you know, first and foremost, I mean, those are, you know, the events that we're going to in the summer are events that are, you know, kind of, again, pre-vetting uh, a lot of the high academic kids, you know, in, in addition to some of the other stuff that we do. Um, and then from, you know, from just a player uh, perspective, you know, it, we want, you know, guys that are, you know, you know, leaders, you know, leaders within the programs that they're, they're currently at. I think that's a really, a really important one. Um, just because of, like I said, kind of just being a new program and kind of bringing those guys that have led, you know, previously allows them to kind of come here and understand what we're trying to do and build. Um, obviously, the, you know, the performance piece is is a, is a big part of it as well. Um, and in year in year to year, it changes, you know, our, our needs change. I think that's something that's important for kids to know is that, you know, you may have your eyes uh, set on one particular school, but if if that school doesn't have a need for your position, you know, you know, that's not to say that you can't go there or, or, or even potentially be a part of the team, but, you know, year to year, there's different things that, that we are looking for, whether it's, you know, the type of player or the position or, or all, all sorts of different things that kind of go into it from, from our end that I think is pretty important. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of talking about the different ways that you find your players and, and find potential recruits, what mechanisms do you use to discover players that are a match for your school? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, a big, a big part of what we'll do is we're going to, again, those kind of national, um, high academic, 
uh, events. Uh, that's a, a majority of what we do is do. If we're going to go to some of those different showcases, that's again, that's a majority of what we do. Um, you know, obviously we'll have kids that kind of reach out to us as well, which is also, mm-hmm. also great. I, w- uh, you know, to kind of ha- be able to have a kid say, Hey, you know, here's, here's w- why I'm interested in your school, uh, specifically, um, you know, here's my video, here's my grades, transcript, all that stuff. That's pretty, pretty standard, I would say, with uh, with a decent amount of kids. Definitely not all of them, but it's it's nice to, again, to go into an event knowing, hey, this kid, you know, really knows a lot about Bard, has done his research on Bard, um, is is on paper a good a good fit for us, kind of aligning with what we've what we've had in the past, and and then we can really get our eyes on him, um, you know. A little bit more specifically at the camp or or at whatever uh, event, whether it's a game or, or anything like that. But it's just so I would say that's probably the most um, you know popular way that we that we will have just guys reach out via email with all that information, which is really helpful. Yeah, I was looking at uh, a list of your uh, roster last year, and it I expected yeah. to find mostly um, you know your players come from the Northeast, but it appears yep. that you guys have a pretty wide swath and and i would imagine that camps like uh the stanford all-star camp yep. are helpful with that because you get you know you get kids from all over the place i mean that that camp no is, is phenomenal but yeah, yeah and no so it, do you find do you do you focus on trying to broaden the roster horizons or is it kind of more of a localized program no it's it, we definitely uh like the idea of having kind of coast to coast covered um you know bard mm-hmm. traditionally bard you know not just ath- athletically but uh overall uh, has had a pretty big West Coast uh, pipeline at the school for for whatever reason. Um, so there's a good. I, I know it. I mean, this may have been back when I first got here, but it was something like 18 or 19 percent of the overall student body was like from the West Coast. Um, I don't know how current that, those numbers are, but again, they're still pretty a pretty big West Coast uh, presence on campus. So we've tried to to tap into that. Um, and like you said, you know, those, the Stanford all-star camp is, is, is great for that. You know, the, the head first all camps are great for that. You know, there's tons of national, like where we, we have kids from all over the country, you know, whether it's tech, you know, Texas, California, Florida, Florida's a, a, a bigger one uh, for us as well. Um, I, I, and that's not to say we don't have Northeast. I mean, I would say a majority of our roster is going to be Northeast, you know, whether it's, right. you know, New York, Connecticut, you know, Jersey, Mass, a little bit yeah. of Maryland, Maryland right now, but and then sprinkle in kind of, you know, California, Florida, and then we've had some Midwest in the past too. So yeah, really, really all over the place. That's great. That's terrific. Um, you know, obviously, the more you can diversify and, and get talent from different areas, the, the better. Um, yeah. So if, if I'm a student athlete and yep. I want to connect with your program, uh, what would be the best way for me to do so? You mentioned that you you have athletes on occasion reach out by email, by phone, um, yeah. at those, you know, those camps. Yeah. I would say depending on, depending on, for me, depending on what the, um, where we are in terms of the timeline, like if it's our, if it's your initial, um, you're initially reaching out to us for the first time, like definitely the email is the way to go. And I think, you know, having the, having the email, having it be, um, you know, not the, not the generic email that you send to every single coach, but like a, um, you know, knowing something specific about Bard is great. Um, having, like I said, the video and, and the transcript stuff, um, having that all on there originally just kind of allows us to skip a step because we can kind of pre-vet all that stuff right away. Um, but then, right. but then after that, you know, once we, you know, once we kind of generate a little bit more, um, 
you know, we're, we're going to be on the phone with you, whether it's, honestly, it's, it's probably more texting now than, than even talking at this point. Um, just cause I think, I think it, most kids seem to respond a little bit even better to that. So, and you can do that kind of throughout the day. So, um, but again, kind of depending on where we're at in the process, but I would say that initial one is generally going to be, be via email or even just word of mouth at, at an event where I'll just say, Hey, let's, you know, I really liked you and, and I'll, you know, let's get a conversation going. Yeah. Um, you know, if I know that I'm a match at Bard and, and, and just to preface on college yeah. baseball match, the platform, yes. we, we just, we speak a lot about match and fit Yes, and match no would question. be that initial connection as far as do I, do I fit the academic traits, yep. the athletic qualities? Do I fit those things from a, um, numbers perspective, right? Yes. Is yep. it a match to the program? And then when I talk yep. about fit, I'm more referring to, we know that there's a match we've connected and now yep. like, how do I, how do I understand if I'm the right fit for your program? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that. And that's a, that's a good question. So I would say, again, like, I think that comes a little bit later, like obviously through our conversation, you'll like, you'll know from conversations from me, whether or not like we, we see you as a fit as a player in our program. And then generally from there, what we'll do is we'll try to get you to campus because I think that's really like when you talk about the fit, like, like I can love you as a player and really want you here, but that doesn't mean that you're going to love being here, you know? So right, right. You know, we, we try to get the guys to campus, um, you know, just to interact, you know, whether they're interacting with the guys, if, if the guys are, the guys are on campus as well, um, or just kind of getting acclimated and seeing what it's like socially, you know, taking, taking a campus tour, um, you know, seeing the facilities, you know, kind of the, I don't want to say run of the mill, but just kind of being able to see and, and see if you can actually see yourself there. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, to experience something, you know, you know, on, online and look at pictures, but to actually set foot on campus is, is quite a, it's quite another thing. And I, and I try to tell everybody that, that comes and visits with us to, to do that as much as possible. Like I kind of just go back to, like I talked about earlier with my experience of, I didn't really do that much, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I went to maybe two, three, four different college campuses and that was it. You know, I, you know, like I said, I wouldn't change my experience for anything, but I wish that I had gone, you know, out of state and looked, you know, at different, different places, you know, being at Bard has allowed me to, to go out to, to a Stanford camp. Like I'd never been to California prior to being a Bard assistant and, and being able to go out and work those camps and to go out to that side of the country. I mean, it's, and see it be like, man, I could, I could have went to spent four years, you know, away from what I was used to out here you know, looking at the ocean, like, why not? Right. Like it's, yeah. there's so many different opportunities out there that, you know, for everybody that I think that, you know, to, to not investigate all the different potential options is that would, you know, you're doing yourself a bit of a, a bit of, of a disservice, you know? So right. that's, that's kind of how we would. Yeah. I, that makes total sense. And, you know, we talk about a lot on, on the podcast as well as uh, with our platform that it's more than just a, a decision that's based off of, I think what most people feel is athletic and academic. It's also a, a choice between social and financial and finding that right. No balance. question. No question. Yeah. No, that, yeah, there's, you know, there's, we kind of call those hurt, you know, hurdles, you know, there's the, the right. admissions hurdle, the admissions hurdle first and foremost, and then, and then the academic one, you know, it's, you know, and, and, and it depends school to school, like what, like, do, is there merit-based money or is there not, you know, like all, all sorts of different things that kind of go into those decisions that, yeah, like we have kids all the time where, where that, that is, could, couldn't be a driving force or maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It completely depends. Yeah. 
So let's say that uh, I'm a student athlete. We've, you know, I, I found that I'm a match. I've connected yep. with you. Um, yep. I'm, I'm moving through the process, and now I've, I've visited. And we both discovered that I'm a fit. How, how yep. do we kind of arrive at this final decision? Obviously, it's a very important one. Um, can you walk us through both, you know, <laughs> the conversation as well as maybe the financial perspective of what comes next? Yeah, no question. So, I mean, I, I think it depends. Um you know, student athlete to student athlete, I would say not everybody is different. And for us, we don't like to, um, I would, I guess, I guess pressure, we don't like to pressure guys into making a decision. You know, if we, if we invite you to campus and and we're going to show you around, that means that we see you as a potential, you know, not only see you as a fit, but we, you know, we want you here. Like we're not going to bring you to campus and do, and do all that work to not if we didn't want you. So, um, you know, from there, you know, depending on, you know, if the kid feels it's a, it's a really, you know, like a match in the fit, as you say, um, you know, then the, then the financial piece can, or, you know, for some people that, that is a, uh, a driving factor, like I said, other people, it's not. And that kind of plays in the timeline of those decisions, you know, for us, you know, we'll, you know, we'll kind of sit back a little bit and like, we're not, we don't like to like necessarily linger and hold roster spots and say, you know, we got a week, you know, a week or two to, to make a decision to me. It's, it's way too big of a, of a, not only a financial, but an academic and financial decision to do that. Like, like you're coming to a college Mm -hmm. like Bard for the academics, you know, you know, we, you know, obviously we, we want our guys to do very, you know, to me, baseball and academics at at Bard are both one a, um, but, but, you know, the the academics is why you're here, you know? So we're not going to force you into uh, making that decision just because of the baseball side of things. Like we're going to say, you know, do let's look at the academics. Let's look at the social fit, and if those two things are are great, then you throw baseball in the mix, and then you you make your final decision from there. No, that's that's wonderful. Um, so you know, I kind of want to close out with our closing nine. These are nine you know quick questions that we ask. Um, yeah. It's, uh, and, and answer in a sentence or less, and uh, they're a little bit fun, and and so we'll get started. Yeah. So sure. number one, uh, what time do you wake up in the morning? Ha. Huh. Um, that depends. So today it was six. Um, tomorrow we got six o'clock practice and I'm about a half hour away. So it'll be about four forty-five tomorrow. So wow. it depends. Yeah. Uh, favorite baseball movie, favorite baseball movie. Um, I would say probably tie between field of dreams and pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees was a big one for me growing up. Um, mm-hmm. My my grandma always had that. It was like a VHS that she had laying around, and I watched that pretty uh, pretty regularly. You know, it always seems to be those baseball movies that people tend to watch over and over and over again, and almost yeah. wear out the tape. Yeah, nope. totally, no question. Uh, favorite baseball player growing up? Uh, player growing up would probably be Don Mattingly, and I also randomly for some reason really liked Roberto Kelly when I was when he was when I was growing up. He was just a guy that I loved. Those are both very uh, unique answers. Very so. unique, very random. Like you'll never, you'll you'll never get those, but they def- they definitely stick out stick out in my mind. Those two for sure. I mean, Donnie baseball, you may get a little bit more frequently. I don't think you're going to get a Roberto Kelly ever again. Yeah, no, not 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 too often. We'll see. You never know. Um, <laughs> if you were to choose one person to play in a movie, who would it be? Gosh, to play me in a movie, mm-hmm. I I'm going to say. I'm going to say McConaughey only because I feel like he's just like a, a sports guy. I feel like he's always around the sports stuff. 
at yeah. Texas, and I like some uh, and I like some of the stuff that he's done more recently. The whether it's yeah. Dallas Buyers Club and some of all those some of that stuff, he's really really good, and he was good in True Detective too. I like him. Yeah, that was a terrific season of True Detective. Um, mm-hmm. So sunflower seeds, David's or Spitz? I'm gonna go neither. I'm not a big seeds Ooh. guy. More okay. of a more of a gum guy. So I'm gonna go right. like double like the double bubble variety pack, not just the okay. standard. We're gonna go variety pack. We'll uh, we'll have one of those bu- a couple of those buckets in our dugout pretty pretty regularly. Do you have a favorite flavor of those or? <sighs> Nah, no, they're all, they're all good. I mean, if I guess I had to pick one, I'd say strawberry, but I'll take hmm. any of them. All right. Uh, DH or no DH? Huh. Um, as well, I'll say DH now when I was a player as a pitcher, I would have said no DH, but now I say. Um, who is the most talented player you've ever coached or played with or against? Oh, oh, wow. Okay. That, that, uh, that opens it up a bit. Um, guys that I've coached, um, I would say talent-wise, um, I would say uh, barred guys, uh, Adam Carafotis is probably one of our the best players we've had in this in our program uh, since we started it. Um, I coached a guy. I actually played with him as well. Uh, his name was Scott Buniak, who he's out of the Albany area. He was a really talented player. Um, I played with him for a year and I coached him for a couple of years last week. He was a really talented player as well. Um, and then a guy that we brought to us, we go, I didn't coach him cause I had left. Um, Eric Hamilton wound up being a pretty good player um, at Oswego as well. Um, we, we brought him in and uh, I actually played with his older brother at, at, at Oswego as well. Uh, Brian Hamilton was also a very good player. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, those are kind of the guys that come to my head in terms of guys that I've, either coached or played with um i'm yeah. sure there's tons i'm sure there's tons of other ones um yeah it's kind of an it's kind of an unfair question but yeah we, i mean we, there's we like, to, we like to try god, to drill in a little bit god i mean i there was coached against um there was a guy in our league uh jake fishman who was a, a union union college guy who god he was lights out man he was player of the year his senior year and pitcher of the year he wow. uh, I think he hit like 500 and he was like I don't even know what his record was, but I can't imagine there was any or maybe one or two losses, if that. So, um, and he he went on. He actually got he got drafted, and I think he's somewhere in the Blue Jays organization right now. Um, so he's a good one. I mean, those are guys. A couple guys that come come to mind. I'm sure there's plenty of other sure. guys that'll if they hear this will reach out to me and say, oh, <laughs> "Yeah, you'll definitely hear about it." <laughs> yeah. So, um, so number eight is it's Game Seven of the World Series, bottom ninth with runners in scoring position. Who, past or present, do you want in the batter's box? Now, is that a a big leaguer or a player for me? Or, or one of my a, 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 we're we're aiming for big leaguer. Okay, perfect. I'll take I'll take Jeter. I'll take Jeter. Okay. Just because Some, somehow postseason. I knew somehow I knew you're going to say that. Yeah, the postseason resume. I mean, it's just yep. it's just too much. I, you know, there was a chance I thought you may say uh, Ortiz, but then I realized probably not. Yeah, see, see, I I used to be very. I mean, I, I gotta tread lightly here with before yeah. I say this, but I so I used to be the complete dead set against even setting foot in Boston guy, um, but <laughs> but since uh, I would say 
2012, having spent a lot of time in the city and at the different camps, whether it be, you know, Harvard's camp or, um, you know, some of the other, some of the other academic schools out that way. Um, my coach Todd over at MIT, some of those guys, um, Boston's become probably honestly my favorite city, to be honest. Um, Uh so controversy, but, 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 uh, (laughs) but the, uh, yeah, no, definitely not the Red Sox. So it was kind of cheater. I'll, I'll I'll mark it down. Um, yeah. So lastly, what is the most important character trait of a bard player? Uh, Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say toughness. Just because I think it kind of covers a bunch of different bases. I think, um, you know, just being being resilient, being tough, being able to, you know, do the work that maybe not other guys are willing to do on a daily basis, and taking one day at a time and just put the work in. And I mean, you know, there's not, you know, some of those those guys are some of my favorite players I've ever coached, and they may not have been been the most talented guys, but they're just tough, man. They, they're going to give you every single thing they got every single day. And they're going to come to practice, and not only do everything we ask of them, but they're going to do more and they're going to hold other guys accountable to it. I mean, there's so, there's so many different things that go into it, but I would say, I would say toughness kind of would be a, would be a good one. Yeah, I'd say so too. Um, on last week we spoke with coach Rich Price over at Kansas and he oh, talked yeah. a lot about, um, you coach know, Price just, yeah, yeah. So you talked yeah. about a lot of you know the toughness required to play in the cold, and I imagine that goes oh, the yeah. same for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, no, it, it's crazy, and it's. I mean, for me, coming from Oswego, I mean, Oswego literally. Not sure how familiar you are with it, but it's literally right on Lake Ontario, like literally, and where oh, okay. like our field was was up on a hill, so there was literally nothing blocking the wind from there. And man, I'll tell you, you want to talk about playing in the cold. And I would say there's probably between that and putting a tarp on the field, there's probably nowhere in the country that's worse putting a tarp on a baseball field than Oswego, New York. I'd I'd be willing to bet that for sure. But yeah, no, the toughness of playing in that stuff and it's yeah, no, and, and again, like again, us being able to get outside and, and get used to doing it as much as possible because of the turf is is really, really helpful. That's awesome. Well, coach, we appreciate you coming on the show. We uh yeah. wish you the best of luck uh, for this upcoming I, season and uh yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate appreciate you guys having me. Honestly, and and uh, you know, with uh, keep working with the match stuff, I think it's I think it's a really good good idea and a good thing you guys are doing. Um, kind of matching matching guys up and kind of again trying to find that right fit too. Um, so I appreciate what you guys do, and uh, hopefully we can continue to work work together. Absolutely, thank you. No problem. Well, that's all we have for today. If you haven't already done so, we highly recommend you go on our website, fill out a profile, update your current profile, and just explore. The recruiting process is about information gathering, and that's what we strive to do, to provide you the best information possible so you can make the best possible decision. Now, you can either follow us on social media or email us at support at collegebaseballmatch.com with any questions you may have about the process. 